0: The Ukraine scandal continues to evolve. We've learned that there are now multiple whistleblowers. Text messages have been released between U.S. diplomats that suggest military aid to Ukraine was conditioned on an investigation into the Bidens. And Democrats have issued more subpoenas in their growing impeachment inquiry. I talk about all this and more with Ann Milgram on the Cafe Insider podcast. Each week, we break down the news and take stock of what's happening. Today, we're making a clip from the most recent episode available in the Stay Tuned feed. To listen to our full conversation and access all other Cafe Insider content, try our membership free for two weeks. You can do that at cafe.com slash insider. That's cafe.com slash insider. Whether or not there's a quid pro quo, in my mind and in the minds of a lot of people, yourself included, the mere fact that the President of the United States makes a request of a foreign power directly in a phone call to investigate by name a political rival is an abuse of power, potentially an impeachable offense, period. Agreed. And I also said, and I think maybe you agreed with me, uh, that you never see written evidence of a quid pro quo.
2: Yeah, never. And
0: then I had to write this weekend, uh, I stand corrected. Yes. Because here you sort of, you have that. You don't need it. It's enough without it. And I, I remember some Democrats were talking about quid pro quo, and you can expect to see it. Then the Republicans began to say, well, you know, we have the complaint and one version of a defense was, see, there's no explicit quid pro quo in the complaint. It's fallen flat. <laughs> now they can't say that anymore. Uh, and you have a back and forth about the things that Ukraine wanted, as you mentioned, uh, as simple as a White House meeting, which is very important to them. And obviously something that's a little bit more substantial, like this hundreds of millions of dollars in aid. And so all these conversations are going on. And this <laughs> is important also,
2: because you and I have talked about this before, but It was made clear both in the whistleblower complaint and in some other things that have been reported that the Ukrainians knew that the aid were upset that the aid hadn't been given over. It was months um, that they were waiting and that they had been told that the condition for a call between the president and Zelensky, just the call, was that they were going to talk about the Biden investigations. And so it's been this really interesting question of what was happening behind the scenes. Now we have a number of text messages which still don't tell us the full picture, but do provide a lot of information. And as you said, a quick pro quo.
0: And further to what you were saying a second ago, we have in the correspondence a text message from a Ukrainian official who shared a report back in the end of August, August 28th, saying Trump holds up Ukraine military aid meant to confront Russia. And he sends that to Ambassador Volker. Kurt Volker, who we've been talking about. And clearly there have been other conversations that are not recorded or that we haven't gotten to the bottom of. And we should also note that this is a subset of the texts mm-hmm. that are in the possession of the Intelligence Committee. Uh, and there are many, many other texts. And some people have accused Adam Schiff of cherry picking. We'll have to see what the rest of the text show. But as far as we know now, Bill Taylor on September 1st sends a text to the European Union Ambassador Gordon Sondland, the hotelier. Quote, are we now saying that security assistance and White House meeting are conditioned on investigations that by the way, if that's true and it looks like he thinks that that is true that that sentence contains every element of a quid pro quo, yes, including the pro, which we seldom see, which is represented by the word conditioned on yes right yes and then and then what does Gordon Sondland reply? Call me, call me because <laughs> he doesn't want it on the record <laughs> he doesn't want it does that you know what that reminds me of what um I think you and I have talked about this on occasion. Sometimes you somebody will come across your uh, your desk and you're trying to hire someone. And maybe it's somebody who used to work with me or that you think I might know, or I think you might know. And it happens often, right? Because over the course of, of your life, you hire uh, lots of folks. And I will send a text message to you, for example, and say like, hey, do you know so-and-so? And if they're wonderful, you immediately text back. They're, they're the wonderful. greatest. They're yes. great. They're smart. They're hardworking. If you want to know more, happy to talk. Yes. On every occasion where I've written a text message or an email to someone and said, hey, do you know so-and-so, thinking about hiring that person, and the person responds with, call me, yes. it's never possible. It
2: never ends well. It, <laughs> it never a, ends well. Exactly.
0: Right. They don't want to put the negative impression about that person. And that's exactly what's going on here, isn't it?
2: it yes. And it's also very clear that I think Sondland realizes at some point I'm being papered, which People do all the time in government and, frankly, outside of government, too. But what it is is Taylor is going on the record saying, is this what you're telling me? This is what we're doing, that we are conditioning this meeting on helping an investigation. And Taylor, there's another one, too, that I think is really incredibly powerful that Taylor writes. And this is September
0: 9th. It's good as September 8th first. September 8th. Um, Yeah, look. These conversations clearly are going on for some days. The aid is held in abeyance. The meeting is held in abeyance. And Bill Taylor writes a text, which I think is to Kurt Volker. The nightmare is they give the interview, and don't get the security assistance. The Russians love it, and then he writes in friends, "I quit." Yes. So it again, it looks like there's a something for something. And the security assistance is being held in abeyance. And then ultimately, he's suggesting that maybe the Trump administration looks like it's bluffing and doesn't want to give the security assistance because of this other dimension of appeasing the Russians.
2: Right. And that is the subtext of all this. And one of the interesting questions, I think, before these messages was, is Trump just trying to help the Russians or is this actually about the quid pro quo for the investigations into 2016 and the Biden family? One thing I also think that is important to note is that, Sondland and Volker, they're trying to get the Ukrainians to issue this generic statement saying that they're committed to fighting corruption and they're going to do investigations into corruption. They're trying to smooth it over. So
0: So it doesn't look so obvious. Exactly.
2: And they're also trying to get to a point where the Ukrainians get the money. They're worried about they're not getting the money. So they're actually trying to help Ukraine, but they're doing it in a way to say, well – We're not going to commit the Ukrainians to doing specific investigations, but what if we just say they're open to doing political corruption investigations? The president of Ukraine won't sign it, and he won't sign it because he doesn't want to be involved in the U.S. political election or be committed in any way to being that doing these investigations of Biden and this 2016 thing. And so that is a huge red flag for anyone who works in government that the president of the foreign country is like, no, this is a corrupt deal. I'm not taking it. And Ukraine needs us so much that for him to do that is really
0: important. We should just make clear to everyone, there's all this stuff that gets confusing, Right. Because the president does have certain powers and authorities. And just because he asserts an authority doesn't mean that it's a proper usage. And it doesn't mean it's not an abuse of power. In the same way that other kinds of bargains happen all the time. And all of politics and much of diplomacy is about, in the informal sense, quid pro quo. We say to a country—there's nothing wrong with saying to a country— um, we're not going to give you your aid. We're going to hold up your aid until you deal with a humanitarian crisis in your country or unless you come to the table on trade or some other thing that's in the national interest of America.
2: Including, by the way, political corruption.
0: Absolutely. We do it all the time. You should do it. That's but what not the, specific, the, the, right. But if it turns out that the thing that you're saying America will or will not do for you, taxpayer money, in exchange for something that is of personal benefit to me, like, for example, I'm not saying this happened here, I want to make sure that all your delegations when they come to the United States stay at a Trump property or I want you to investigate my political rival. If the exchange is in connection with something for the benefit of the president of the United States, that's an abuse of power. So when people throw out these quid pro quo, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with caring about corruption. There's nothing wrong with asking a country to do X, Y or Z. The nub of it is was part of it or much of it about a personal gain to the president of the United States, that's an abusive, That's not how we want our president to be engaging in foreign policy. And I think it's eminently impeachable if it's true.
2: That's a great point. It's also, it also explains why the president's, one of his defenses, one of his many defenses has been, look, I just want to stop corruption. <laughs> because
0: it, <laughs> Nobody it, believes <laughs> that, but nobody. he still says it. <laughs> yes. And then we get to this, I think, the most incriminating text. And again, look, there are people, I've, I've seen this in, in life too, they try to paper something and they exaggerate, and maybe they, they they wrongly think something is inappropriate. Doesn't look like that's the case with Bill Taylor, but that does, does sometimes happen in the world. You have an employee at an organization thinks bad things are going on, and they write text to CYA.
2: Yeah, I don't think this is just CYA. I, think, I don't think so. Either, I think but, but, he's also trying to say to Sondland, and I, you know, he's Bill Taylor has been a well-respected foreign service officer for many years. He's trying to say to Sondland, he's like screaming, "This isn't right." You know, he's sort of saying, "Like this is a problem. We got to." We got to fix it. And that. he's
0: letting him know I'm papering yes. you. So you know, and then I'm excited to have you read Sondland's response. <laughs> <laughs> because the back and forth that we've seen so far is pretty casual. It's pretty short, um, you know, quick texts back and forth. Bill Taylor writes once again, basically setting up the existence of the quid pro quo. And he says to Sondland, as I said on the phone, meaning there's a whole conversation that he's trying to memorialize now in a way, as I said on the phone, I think it's crazy to withhold security assistance, right? That's one thing for help with a political campaign. So he viewed the thing as help with a political campaign, and he also viewed the things as being conditioned on the other. By the way, we don't know if Bill Taylor has contemporaneous notes of the phone call. There might be a lot more evidence of all this stuff.
2: I agree completely, I mean, and I fact, suspect I there is, because <laughs> he's he's a career Foreign Service officer. He's probably jotting notes down and then hangs up and immediately sends a text message.
0: And then Sondland... Many hours go by. And I don't know if this was because he was sleeping and who was in what country at the time these texts were sent. But Sondland takes some time and in the interim I think had a conversation with people around. Someone agreed. And Gordon Sondland replies –
2: Bill, I believe you are incorrect about President Trump's intentions. The president has been crystal clear, no quid pro quos of any kind. The president is trying to evaluate whether Ukraine is truly going to adopt the transparency and reforms that President Zelensky promised during his campaign. I suggest we stop the back and forth by text. If you still have concerns, I recommend you give Lisa Kenna or Essa a call to discuss them directly. Thanks.
0: That's <laughs> that's very carefully worded.
2: Very, And it's interesting he says quid pro quo because it's very clear that he knows exactly what Taylor has done, which is to connect the two yeah. things that the president wants them to connect, but Sondland and everyone else want to pretend is not
0: connected. So here's my question to Sondland. You write, Mr. Sondland, the president has been crystal clear, no quid pro quos of any kind. What is the basis... And the evidence to support that the president has been crystal clear on no quid pro quo. You can have an argument, and we're going to have that argument, maybe during impeachment proceedings or otherwise, that what the president said doesn't quite amount to a quid pro quo. And as I said, I don't think it matters, but it's, it's extra evidence and it makes it extra bad. But there is nothing to suggest he ever said, ever, I want to make sure that you separate these things. They're not connected to each other. It's not appropriate. No quid pro quo. Nothing, nothing, nothing. I mean, I'd be shocked if there's any support of that, which then allows you to view this entire response from silent Taylor. I hope you've enjoyed this sample of the Cafe Insider podcast. To listen to the full episode, head to cafe.com insider and try out the membership free for two weeks. To the many of you who have chosen to join the insider community, thank you for supporting our work.